You are welcome to Faith to Faith broadcast. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Infection is gone in the name of Jesus. That skin infection is gone. 
Last night, I took time to explain why you should embrace the foolishness of preaching. We read from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. 
And the scripture told us something very important. But after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. For it pleased him that by the foolishness of preaching, he might save them that believe. So the scripture talked about the foolishness of preaching. Hallelujah. How silly it sounds that you have a problem and then you are asked to come for a meeting so that you will be preached to. Glory to God. And how that that technology of preaching is God's way of bringing the possibilities from the supernatural into your natural circumstances. How many of you got that yesterday? Amen. That means that the man that will not submit to the foolishness of preaching has limited God in his life. He said, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10.13 Say, how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe if they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach if they are not sent? Glory to God. So it begins to tell us that before the man calls for salvation, something must happen. He must believe. And he cannot believe if he has not heard. He cannot hear if someone doesn't preach. How beautiful, amen, are the feet of those that bring good tidings, glad tidings of good things. Today I bring glad tidings of good things. So you're going to go home with good things. Because there is a supply of the Spirit for everyone tonight. Glory to God. But how those things are supplied to you is through the preaching, the foolishness of preaching. Amen. Oh, I've been waiting for God to do something in my life. And God has just been waiting for you to submit to the foolishness of preaching. So that He can bring the goodies through His Word. Hallelujah. He sent his word and his word healed them and delivered them. Today he's sending forth his word. So that's the scripture is talking about. So Paul boldly said, said, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words. Lest the cross of Christ be made of non-effects. Hallelujah. It means that the cross of Christ has something to offer you. We read it in the Amplified Version. He said, It will be deprived of force, emptied of its power, void of value. Amen. Fruitless. It means that through the preaching of God's word, the cross and all that the cross of Christ represents will show up in your life. If the cross represents forgiveness, forgiveness will show up in your life. 
If the cross represents healing, healing will show up in your life. If the cross also affects prosperity, it will show up in your life. The effects of the cross will speak through the preaching of the word. It means that what happened 2,000 years ago will be active today in your life. How what happened 2,000 years ago becomes effective today is through the preaching of the word. What looked like past becomes present to you. Listen, listen. Remember that people were receiving healing before Jesus died on the cross. People were getting blessed. Somehow, somehow, people were praying and asking God for forgiveness. At least we don't know anybody. David was asking for forgiveness and supposedly receiving forgiveness before Jesus died. Amen. Why? For them, something that was in the future. Amen. They were partaking of it before time. Hallelujah. So what God did for them is that He gave them symbols, hallelujah, shadows, things that would help them connect. So when they took a lamb and killed the lamb, it was exactly symbolic of what Jesus was going to do on the cross for them. Amen. That means by that offering of that lamb, they are putting their faith in what Jesus will do in the future. Amen. For them, they were drawing from a future experience. For us, we are growing from a past experience. Amen. That is what makes the scriptures prophetic. Prophetic is the opportunity to stand in time and receive from eternity. Prophetic is living a life that is not constrained by time. That death of Jesus on the cross, it didn't just affect those that were born after Jesus died. It affected those that even lived before Jesus died. Amen. It reached from eternal past into the eternal future. Glory to God. The center of all that God had done for man is the cross. Hallelujah. So the Paul called it the preaching of the cross. Hallelujah. He said the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that are not saved. To the unsaved, it is foolishness. But for us that are saved, it is the power of God. That is, any time we tell that story, God shows up. Amen. Any time we announce and proclaim that Jesus died, He was buried, He rose again, He shows up. And the one that believes will experience Him. He said, who had believed that report? It means that the moment you believe, the arm of the Lord will be revealed to you. The power of God will show up in your life. Today, as you believe this report, amen, you will live here with a testimony. Hallelujah. The report is simple. Hallelujah. That God 
was manifest in the flesh. Amen. He became a man. You know, most of the time, when we try to talk along these lines, you know, it just looks like, um, okay, okay, okay. Um, you know, there's a, there's a picture in my mind of what happened in the book of Numbers. When the Israelites were beaten by fairy serpents, poisonous snakes, venomous snakes. So they were beaten. And they were dying. Praise God. Amen. You know, that's emergency. It means that whatever you have to do, do it now. They're counting time now. Maybe in the next one hour. Maybe next two hours. This person is going to die. Then they come to Moses the prophet. Now, the normal, sensible thing to do would be looking for a way to extract the poison from the person. Is that not so? Amen. Moses wait. Look at what God told him. He goes to take the brazen serpent. Amen. Put it up. And then he says, and God said that if you look, you will leave. <laughs> so this man is mad. That is the foolishness of preaching. Amen. Amen. That, no, no, no. See, don't, don't hold words with pain in you. Don't hold words out you. Just lift your eyes from that and look at this. Look at this. Said, just as Moses lifted up that business serpent, so was the Son of Man lifted up. That whosoever will believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. That means that true preaching, you look at the one hanging on the cross. And the same thing that happened when they looked at the brazen serpent, where power, amen, came into their body and neutralized the effect of the poison. So will the power of God neutralize the effect of sin in your life. It will neutralize the effect of sickness in your life. Neutralize everything that's contrary to God's word. As you look, you will leave. In the New Testament today, as we listen, as we hear, we hear and we are healed. See, faith comes by hearing. Amen. If anything distracts you from hearing, it has distracted you from breaking into the possibilities of God for you. You are so busy that you can't sit down and hear the word of God. It means you are too busy to experience the miraculous. But I thank God you are here. It shows that you are ready. I say it shows that you are ready. The foolishness of preaching could also be illustrated. As the scripture said in Malachi 4, I think it was the second verse. It talked about the Son of Righteousness. How the Son of Righteousness arises over you is true. The foolishness of preaching. Amen. Put it up. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Amen. That means that any time the word of God is being preached, the Son of Righteousness has arisen on your behalf. Amen. The Son of Righteousness is like you come under the sun. The heat of the sun, the light of the sun begins to affect you. Amen. So any time the word of God is being preached, that's what's happening. You've come. The Son of Righteousness has arisen with healing. In its wings. Amen. It's beaming wholeness to you. Glory to God. And verse, verse, verse 2, the second passage says, And ye shall go forth 
and grow up as calves of the skull. It means it will change and alter how it met you. Amen. Say, I receive that. So what you are doing today, the Son of Righteousness has arisen over you. Amen. We could also liken it to the rain. In Isaiah 55 verse 10, he was speaking. Someone sitting under God's word is like sitting under the rain. Amen. The sun and the rain all come from heaven. Is that not so? It's above the earth. But it blesses the earth. So anytime the word of God is being preached, you are under the sun of righteousness. You are under the rain of his power. Hallelujah. Look at the scripture. It says, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seeds to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 11. So shall what? My word be. Not the word written, no. The word that is preached. My word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. Amen. The same effect the rain has under a man that comes to stand under it. It's the same effect the preaching of the word of God will have under the man that seeks to listen to it. Amen. Won't you be soaked? Amen. Look at what he now says. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Keep going. I just want to read maybe to verse 13 or whatever. Then he says, Because of the effect of the rain, you will go out with joy. Amen. <laughs> How many of you will go out with joy today? Because of what you, because of listening, you will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Then he said, Listen, mountains and hills naturally are disrespectful to man. Are you listening to me? Because if they size you, you are small, they are big. But now he said that these mountains and hills shall break forth before you into singing. Amen. Glory to God. They will break forth before you into what? Singing. Glory to God. This singing is a singing that they agree with you. Amen. No, maybe you don't understand. You know that the Bible was not written, the books of the Bible were not written in chapters and verses. I hope you know that. I hope you know that. Just written. Glory to God. Man divided it up in chapters and verses for reference sake. I hope, I hope you know that. So now, this whole prophecy of Isaiah started from chapter 1 to 66, 66 chapters. Alright? If you go to 54, he told you to sing. Amen. Amen. He said, Sing. <laughs> oh, Barrett, sing. Now, in 55, he's now telling you that, listen. These mountains and hills, they will sing with you. Amen. They will not sing a different song from what you are singing. Amen. Are you listening to me? What I'm saying in essence is that your circumstances will sing with you. The things that were obstacles, they will sing with you. He said, They shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. You didn't know trees had hands until the scripture told you, amen, that they will clap their hands. Listen to me. Circumstances, the situation around you will yield to you. 
because you came for this meeting. Give me the last scripture, I, I believe. Then he said, instead of the thorn shall come up the third thing. That is of economic value. And instead of the briar shall come up the metal tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. He's saying that just because you stayed under the rain, these are the after effects of the foolishness of preaching. Amen. Put your hands together for yourself for embracing the foolishness of preaching. Glory to God. One of the best decisions you've made this year is to be here. Is to be in this meeting. Some people don't know when they make good decisions. Because especially when it comes to spiritual things, sometimes when you make a good decision and it is spiritual, you don't seem to see the changes instantly. Amen. And most times when you make foolish decisions, Satan wants to assure you that it is okay. So he will tell our demons, hold. Hold. Don't scatter anything. So he will think is right. Amen. The scripture is fulfilled. There is a way that seemeth right. Amen. Unto a man. That something has not happened wrong does not mean you were right. Amen. Are you listening to me? So I'll say, oh, <laughs> Let him enter very well. He said, hey, in two weeks I made that decision now. Everything looks like it's fine. Wait. <laughs> Glory to God. Wait. At the same time, there are great things that happen in your life. Hands were laid on you. Boom. The power of God came upon you. You sense the power of God upon you. Then in one week, it didn't look like anything has changed. Two, it didn't look like, no, 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 you are not understanding it. When they took the ark of God and went to keep in the house of Obedidon and dropped the ark in his house, to everybody around, this that's a death sentence. It's not this act that killed somebody just now. I don't know whether David had a personal problem with that house. He said, go and keep it in that house. And when they took it there, the Bible said, three months later. It was a three months later. It was a three months later. Everybody knew that the man was blessed. Are we together? It didn't look like a good decision at first. Are you listening to me? That one is for somebody. Lift your hands up towards heaven and say, Father, speak to me today. Minister to me today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Today I want to talk to you from Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39. And I want to talk about something very simple. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Something very simple. Look at verse 38. Are you there? Read it with me. You want to go? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 39. 
For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Hallelujah. Say amen, somebody. If God wants to give you a gift, do you think it would be a bad thing? Amen. So, in verse 38, he was saying, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, most of the time, when we say gift of the Holy Ghost, people think about speaking in tongues, um, prophecy. Um, tell me. Prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. That's what you think about. But that's what he was talking about here. Amen. Hallelujah. He's talking about the Holy Spirit himself as a gift to you. Amen. Amen. Did you get that? He said, hey, when you receive salvation, you will receive the gifts. The gifts of the person of the Holy Spirit. There are some of you that have not received that gift. Why are there some of you that have received that gift and kept it on the shelf? Amen. Help me tell your neighbor, say, the gift is for use. Say again, say, the gift is for your benefits. Glory to God. Are we together? Now, he did not say you will receive the reward of the Holy Spirit. Meaning that the Holy Spirit was never designed to be a reward for something that you did. Amen. It's a gift. Everybody say it's a gift. Most believers would enjoy their faith and their salvation more if they were appropriating these gifts. Amen. Are we together? Christianity is hard. You are correct. Christianity is easy. You are correct. Because that's your experience. Amen. And your experience is based on what you know. Glory to God. Are we together? So say, I've tried this thing. And some of you sitting here today, God didn't call you to try it. Amen. Hello. You're not supposed to try it. So he said, you shall receive the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Paul speaking about the same thing. Now, who spoke here was Peter. But Paul speaking about the same thing. He put it this other way. In Galatians 3, 13 and 14, you know the scripture. Christ has redeemed from the cause of the Lord. Being made a cause for us. Because everyone hangs on a tree. Verse 14 is the focus here. He now said, That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we, the Gentiles, may receive the promise, amen, of the Spirit. That means the Spirit was promised. Amen. Am I communicating? The Spirit was promised. How many of you have ever been promised something when you were a child? Amen. That uncle that never gave you what he promised. Okay. You know. Now, a promise is supposed to be something. When someone says, I promise I will do this for you. Your expectations are high. And it has to be something that is of value to you. If not, it doesn't make any sense. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? So, now the Bible says the Spirit was promised. 
but now the Spirit has been given. Do you agree with me? Do you agree with me? Now, where I'm going to with this is this. A lot of believers know about the initial infilling of the Spirit. They don't know about the continuous infilling of the Spirit. Hello? So, if I ask some of you now, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? You say yes. Then I ask, when last were you filled with the Holy Ghost? You get confused. No. It was in 1990. Are you understanding me? The early church didn't see it as an initial infilling and no more infilling. Amen. Glory to God. That initial infilling is the first. Amen. Are, are you with me? It's the first among several others you should have in your walk with God. Today, we will drink of the Spirit. You'll be filled and 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 filled again. Amen. Did you get that? In Acts 3 verse 19, it says clearly there, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing, he didn't say time, times, it was a times. Where will it come from? From the presence of the Lord. That means you were refreshed, you'll be refreshed, you'll keep being refreshed. So today is another time of refreshing. If you're watching on live stream, today is another day of refreshing. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, most times, some believers don't understand how important that gift of the Holy Spirit is. The person of the Holy Spirit. How important he is in the life of the believer. If he was so important to Jesus, glory to God, don't you think you need him? Amen. Do you know Jesus was referred to as the child of the Holy Spirit? Amen. Meaning he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Do you know why the Bible called him the child of the Holy Ghost? Meaning that he's not Joseph's child. Amen. Amen. He's not Joseph's child. He's the child of the Holy Spirit. He was conceived of the Spirit. At least you know Luke 135 and thereabouts. I said the Holy Ghost will come upon you. Amen. And how the eyes will overshadow. And that thing, amen, you will conceive. If she conceived of the Holy Ghost. So, Jesus was conceived of the Holy Ghost. But beyond that, he was raised by the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Bible says he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. Who was teaching him? Is it you? Amen. He was raised by the Holy Spirit. Maybe I'll show you some scriptures. Let's go to Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Jesus had to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let's read this after it has happened. So, let's read together. I want to go. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan. If he didn't need to be full of the Holy Ghost, why did he go through the process? This experience, you could get the story in Matthew 3, 16 to 18, where he went to Jordan. Hallelujah. And the Spirit descended upon him. Glory to God. 
And from that moment, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. So he was conceived of the Spirit, raised by the Spirit, filled by the Spirit. Glory to God. I'm just trying to make show, show you all the roles the Spirit had to play in the life of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's look at this. After, um, okay, Matthew 3, 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened up unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. Verse 17. And lo, a voice from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I wear peace. This scripture is the best scripture that captures the Trinity in one frame. Amen. That's the Father there. That's the Son. That's the Holy Spirit. This scripture captures the Trinity in one frame. It tells us Jesus is standing. It says the Holy Ghost is descending. Then there's another voice coming from heaven. Amen. Are you listening to me? Now, but Jesus, look at this experience he had. Shows that he needed the Holy Spirit. So he was conceived of the Spirit. Raised by the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. The Scripture already looked for, said he was also led by the Spirit. The Scripture also says that he was anointed by the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord was upon me because he had anointed me. Amen. So he was anointed by the Spirit to preach. He was anointed by the Spirit to do miracles. How God anointed the whole, uh, Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good. Amen. And healing all that were oppressed of the Acts 10, 38. So, Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost, anointed by the Holy Ghost, led by the Holy Ghost, conceived of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Am I communicating? Do you know that even his death, what made his death valid is the Holy Spirit. In Hebrews 9, look at put up verse 14. I'll show you something. He, Jesus was offered to God through the Holy Spirit. That sacrifice, his death was a sacrifice. Without the Holy Spirit, it would be vain. Glory to God. Look at the scripture. He said, How much more shall the blood of Christ go through the eternal spirit offered himself? Amen. Without support to God, put your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So even his death was by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to God. And do you know the beautiful thing? He was raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. There are two scriptures that show us that he was raised from the dead by the Holy Ghost. If not for anyone, at least Romans 8 11. If the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead. That means Jesus was raised. His death, the Holy Spirit was involved. His resurrection, the Holy Spirit was involved. First Peter 3 18 also says the same thing. He was raised by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Quickened by the Spirit. Are we together? Now, if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit for every phase of his ministry, my brother, do you need the Holy Spirit? You think you need the Holy Spirit? Creation itself couldn't even happen without the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. In Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then he said, and the earth was without form and void. That scripture from Genesis 1, from verse 1 to 3, gives a picture of what the Holy Spirit did in your life before you got born again. Amen. How many of you know that the Holy Spirit has been on your case before you got born again? Hello? Some of you don't know. There is a 
pre-salvation work of the Spirit in your life. There is a salvation work of the Spirit in your life. There is a post-salvation work of the Spirit in your life. Amen. That means before a man gets saved, there are things that the Holy Ghost has to do. In Genesis 1, the Bible says that the Spirit was brooding over the face of the waters. Remember that the earth was without form and void. That's how you were before you got born again. Without form and void. Amen. And darkness. Amen. was upon the face of the deep. But the Spirit began to move. So the Spirit of God, when we pray for unbelievers, when we stand in the gap for them, the Bible says that through prayer, there's a supply of the Spirit from Philippians 1.19. As we pray for them, the Spirit of God begins to brood over them. Amen. Are we together? Begins to brood over them. That's why the guy begins to think, when I need to give my life for, I need to give my life. It's because the Spirit of God is working in his life. Hallelujah. Because the Bible tells us that it's the Spirit that convicts the man of sin. That word reproves in John 16 verse 7. It's convict. Hallelujah. It makes the man begin to feel that he needs salvation. Glory to God. Like arresting from within. Glory to God. Are we together? Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. But if I do not go away, the cover will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Keep going to the next one. And when he is come, that's the Holy Spirit, he will do what? Recruit the world of sin. He will convict the world of sin. So, that a man ordinarily will not be convicted of sin without the work of the Holy Spirit. In First Corinthians 12, he says the same thing. Verse 3. He said, no man can say, Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, no one can confess the Lordship of Jesus without the help of the Holy Spirit. Am I communicating? So that's work. Is what the Holy Spirit did in the life of the man before he got born again. So you see people in the meeting lift their hands to come and receive Jesus. The Spirit of God had been working in their lives. Amen. Before that time. Then when a man gets born again, something happened. The Bible calls it the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Something happens. Firstly, his spirit is made a temple. Hallelujah. For the living God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he receives eternal life in his spirit. The Bible says that the man is baptized into Christ. Amen. He is immersed into Christ. His spirit is now one with God. That's what happens at salvation. Glory to God. But that's not all the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. Paul, in Acts 19, had to ask a question. He said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Meaning that you can receive, the, you can believe and not yet receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. Did you hear me? You know, there are some of you here that, you know, you, you, there's a, a, a misnomer. I don't know what to, what to use, you know. You say, when you ask someone, are you born again? Say yes. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? You say, it's not the same thing. <laughs> no, it's not the same thing, sir. Amen. Let me tell anybody, say, it's not the same thing. You cannot receive the Holy Spirit if you're not born again. The Bible says that the world cannot receive him. Amen. That means the man that has not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior cannot receive the Holy Spirit. How many of you want to receive the Holy Spirit today? Amen. Let me ask you a question. How many of you here are born again? Let me see your hand up. You're born again. You're born again. 
Okay, put your hand down. How many of you want to receive the Holy Spirit? Lift your hand up. Let me be sure how many of you want to receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, I'm seeing some few hands up now. Good. It's a different experience. Hallelujah. It's a different experience. Now, the argument most of the time is Acts chapter 2. And Acts chapter 2, they say, okay, what about those people? When the day of Pentecost was fully come, suddenly they were in the upper room. And there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. And fill the house where they were. Verse 4 says, and they began to speak with tongues, and the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, what happened to them? What happened to them is that they got born again and filled the Holy Ghost at the same time. Amen. Two experiences at the same time. Amen. Did you hear me? That's what happened. They got born again and filled the Holy Spirit at the same time. They could not have been saved any other day. They were waiting for that experience. They were waiting for that experience. You don't have to wait for that experience. It's available to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. They were waiting for that experience. There are four clear cases in the book of the whole book of Acts that talks about the experience of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Four. The first one is Acts chapter 2. The second one is Acts chapter 8. Samaria, Philip and Samaria. The third one is Acts chapter 10, Cornelius and his household. And the fourth one is Acts 19 in Ephesus. In all four cases, amen, they were saved and then God filled the Holy Ghost. Amen. In two of those cases, similar things happened. What happened in Acts chapter 2 is the same thing that happened in the house of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. Am I communicating? When Peter went to his house to preach, they got saved and filled the Holy Ghost at the same time. Amen. Peter said, what happened to us in the upper room is what exactly happened. And that was the first time they were going to talk, take the message, so to speak, to Gentiles. Amen. Am I communicating? So the God filled the Holy Ghost. The same way the Jews experience the salvation and the infilling is how the Gentiles also experience salvation and the infilling at the same time. Amen. Am I communicating? Now in those four cases, three out of the four the scripture clearly stated that they spoke with tongues. Amen. Are you listening to me? That they spoke with what? Tongues. Now, I'm just going to pick the scriptures quickly. Acts 2, verse 4. Then Acts 8, we'll find a good portion. Just pick one verse out of it. Let's read Acts 2, verse 4. Are you there? And when they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, what happened? And began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I will leave Acts 8, because it's the only case where it didn't mention, but I'll come back there, that they spoke with tongues. In Acts 2, they spoke with tongues. 3 out of 4, 75%. In Acts 10, when, while Peter yet spake, if you start from there, hallelujah. So that's 44. If you start from there. While Peter yet spake these words, what happened? The Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Go down. And they of the Samaritans were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't want you to show me where they said they spoke with tongues. Verse 46. Let's read together. And they, for they heard them what? Speak with tongues and magnify God. Did you see that? Did you see that? 
Let's go to Acts 19. In Acts 19, verse 2 starts by saying, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Say, We've not heard so much about the Holy Ghost, you know, and all that. Right. By the time you get to verse 5 or 6, you lay down some in verse 6, if I'm not mistaken. Verse 6. Thank you. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And what happened? And they spake with tongues and prophesied. This is the third case. Are we together? That's actually the second where we showed them getting to the Holy Ghost and speaking with tongues. In Acts 19, this is the third one, sorry. That they spoke with tongues. Acts 2, they spoke with tongues. Acts 10, they spoke with tongues. Acts 19, they spoke with tongues. Now let's go to Acts 8. Amen. In Acts 8, maybe start from 11 or thereabouts. Follow me. Uh, no, no, no. Where after they, 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 they receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's it. Am I mistaken? Where after they receive the Holy Ghost. Thank you. Who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Uh huh. This is the only portion of Scripture where they didn't say they spoke with tongues. But I will show you that something happened. There was a physical sign. For as yet he was not falling upon any of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Keep going. Then laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. The language is consistent. They received. Do you know they never even used the language baptized? They were baptized. They didn't use the language. They said they received. They didn't use the word baptized. I look up for it. They said they received the Holy Ghost. That's the language. Amen. It's the New Testament language. They received the Holy Ghost. Amen. That was the language. Accept it. Verse 18. And when Simon, not Simon Peter now, Simon the magician, when he saw, that means he saw something. Are you understanding me? That through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Glory to God. Are we together? He saw something. The scripture didn't tell us what he saw, but there must have been an outward manifestation. Amen. Listen to me. If you receive the Holy Ghost, you will have the ability to speak in other tongues. Are you listening to me? It's scriptural. You will have the ability to what? To speak in other tongues. Now, that infilling of the Spirit is not the only infilling you should have. Peter had received the Holy Ghost in the upper room. But in Acts chapter 5, when they gathered, or rather, chapter 4, when they pray, gathered to pray together, the Bible says, Paul, Peter, sorry, being filled with the Spirit. That's it, God filled again. You will be filled again. I say you'll be filled again. Glory to God. Do you know why I'm taking my time to explain this to you? Because most of the time we come from meetings like this. There are people that have been in the faith. We just jump to the end. Then the others are lost. Glory to God. Nobody is lost here today. In the name of Jesus Christ. The basics. You will get the basics. Let's go to John chapter 7 verse 37 through to 39. Are you there? On the last day, the great day of the feast, what happened? Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man tests, what will happen? 
let him come unto me and drink. Will you drink today? Let's read the next one. I'm reading through to 39. It says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Not one river. How many? Rivers. Rivers. Everybody say rivers. There will be that flow this evening. You will see it. Amen. Rivers of living water. And then he says, This take he of what? The spirits. Which they that believe on him should, the language is consistent, should receive. Amen. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. But as I stand to speak, has Jesus been glorified? So has the Holy Spirit been given? So can we receive the Holy Ghost today? Can we receive him now? Amen. With these two points of mind, I believe I'll be able to convince and not confuse you that you need the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, I did this for some of you that got born again yesterday. Amen. Very important. All right. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Without the ministry of the Spirit in the life of the believer, you are blind. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? You are blind. You are blind. He said, In the last days I will pour my spirit on all flesh. And then he started talking about the manifestations that will break out because of that outpouring of the Spirit. It means that your life is supposed to be full of manifestations if you have received the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know what we mean by manifestation? Displays. Outworkings. Everybody say outworkings. Outworkings of the Spirit. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon certain people for a walk. Always a special service for a walk. But in the New Testament, the Spirit of God has come to us not just for work, for living. Everybody say for living. Not for just service, for living. Everybody say for living. So we have folks in the Old Testament that the Spirit of God will come upon them and then leave. And the Spirit of God was not coming upon them based on their character. No. What character the Samson had? It was for his service. So he comes and he leaves. He comes and he leaves. He comes and he leaves. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit functioned as a visiting spirit. In the New Testament, it is a resident spirit. He doesn't come and go. That's why the language dwell, dwell. He comes to dwell. See, when someone, if somebody tells you, excuse me, sir, excuse me, excuse me, please, I have some uh, challenges in, in the city of Africa. I just want to come and support with you. Eh? Is it going to say, I'm coming to dwell in your house? It's only a wife that should come and dwell in your house. Are you understanding me? Because dwell means that we will be there together forever. Are you understanding me? It's a, it's a stay without a plan of living. The Holy Ghost came to dwell. He is not visiting. He came to dwell. Amen. Glory to God. So he's a visiting spirit in the Old Testament, but a resident spirit in the New. 
He didn't come into your life with a plan to live. When David was praying the prayer, cast not your, um, take not your Holy Spirit for me. The prayer, even the prayer tells you that at that time the Spirit has not left. Why? If not, he will say, bring back the Spirit. He said, take not. That means he has not taken it. Are you understanding me? But maybe he can take it, but he has not taken it. Are you born again? The Spirit of God dwells in you. Your life is his house. It's not his hotel. It's his house. No, no, you don't understand. You are now the temple of the living God. Amen. Are you listening to me? Are we together? He lives there. So you have folks in the Old Testament that once in a while the Spirit will move them. Something at times which will just come upon him. And then he will do some massive things. It's not that way with you. Glory to God. I want you to get this clearly. He doesn't come and go. Even when everything around you is quiet, he's there. What we are taught to do is how to stay him up. Amen. How to release the Spirit. A lot of us learn how to receive the Spirit. We were not taught how to release the Spirit. Amen. And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. But you were not taught how to release power. The power you receive can be released. The Holy Spirit is a person, but He comes with supernatural ability into your life. In most of the time, I try to explain the Trinity, you know, because for young believers especially, they don't understand it. They say, you know, someone to crack the joke. Um, actually, I heard it from um, a book I read. He talked about how a believer that was trying to convince another believer about the Trinity, and it was a lady. She didn't know the best way to communicate. She said, um, let's just put it this way, that God has three heads. One head is Father. One head is Son. One head is Holy Spirit. That's a monster. But she was trying her best to explain it. And most of the time when you try to explain to people, they don't understand it. You know, they don't understand it. <laughs> the best illustration I could use, forgive the human limitations. Is the Son. Never say the Son. The Son is God, like God. Someone will quote me now tomorrow. The pastor says, Son is God. The Son could be likened to God. Hallelujah. That Son you see is the Father. The entire body is the Father. The light that comes from the Son is the Son, Jesus Christ. And the heat you feel is the Holy Spirit. One son, three manifestations. Do you know some people think that if they pray to God and God is attending to the brother now, it means that he's not attending to their own case. Say, oh God, God is, when God finish, I know God is busy right now. There's some people that, you know, you'll be amazed that some people think like that. 
many years ago, I was a student then. I, I remember this. I have never forgotten it. It troubled me. I had some girls discussing. It was late at night. We were waiting for a vehicle. They were discussing. They were not saved. I don't even know them. They were just discussing among themselves. And then some Christians were praying at night. Praying aloud. Then the girls started complaining. They said, these Christians, they will not allow God to sleep. Even at this time, they are still praying. So, the one that was, that seemed, another one that seemed to be very naive, now asked, does God sleep? I thought they said God does not sleep. That is when they started there. You know, to this day, there are many Bible teachers on the internet. The ones that God didn't say. A teacher is not someone that knows something to teach. A teacher is the one God sent to teach. There's a big difference. So, except that as a teacher, you should know that he's an unassigned teacher. Amen. Mm. So, while they were talking, the one that seemed to be smarter, the one that seemed to be the bishop of the clique, now opened her mouth to offer revelation. And all of them were listening. Even me, I was waiting for the answer. Because the way she said, no, 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 no. Yeah, you see, the way she started, is what's bringing out your paper and pen. She said, of course, God sleeps. That got my attention. What? This was many years ago, 1995, if I'm not mistaken. They said, of course God sleeps. She now said, have you not read in the Bible that God walked for six days? Or the Zaza should be said, God walked for six days. On the seventh day, he sleeps. <laughs> Glory to God. See Revelation. Concluded. My brother, he that watches over Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. That's the truth. The Bible says he doesn't grow weary, he doesn't faint, he fainted not. Amen. Do you know who God is? I was trying to explain something. And, and the best illustration, I was trying to explain. So God does not have to leave somebody's matter to attend to your own matter. And many years ago, this illustration I gave, I believe has helped many people. Um, you come, both of you come. I need someone that's not so heavy, lighter than them. Um, I need two other people, two other brothers. brothers. You, you are not as heavy as this guy is come. Come, come, sit here. Yes, Ben, you sit first. You, you, are, you are big too. I need a smaller person. Um, okay, uh, Daniel, come. I need one more person. Um, you come. Come. Thank you. Look at God. Sit on his lap. Sit well, oh. Hold on. Please get you a chair. I don't know this. Get a chair. Thank you. This is very. 
Okay, you sit on that chair. Then you sit on his lap. You try to sit on his lap. And you try to sit on his lap. This is God on his throne. Amen. God. Now. Sir, stand up. Start praying because you look at someone that I like to pray. <laughs> start praying. Start praying. Just stand up and just demonstrate that you are praying. You are praying. Oh God, show up for me. Oh God, show up for me. Just be praying. Yes, sir. And the Spirit of God will move. Move. And go and attend to Him. But God did not still stand up. He is here. And he's here at the same time. Now, this illustration, it has limitations. Because you are, you, as you are looking at me now, you know what you are thinking? You are saying, okay, there were four, now there are three. You are counting. No, 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 no. Okay, let me put it this way. Come, come and sit again. Come and sit. You come. You right there, come. You are praying. Pray. Go. God has reached there. But he's still complete here. Let everybody in this file pray. He will move. He will see the complete head. You know, when they were describing Jesus in Scripture, He said, His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Amen. He said, The Mighty God. Then, the King James says, The Everlasting Father. The real remedy says, The Father of Eternity. He gave birth to Eternity. Sometimes you say eternal father. No, he's the father of eternity. In Hebrews, we call him the father of spirits. Everything came from him. Jehovah means the self-existent one. He's God all by himself. I say he's God all by himself. Celebrate Jesus today. Listen, listen, listen to where we're going to. See, so now, this, as the Spirit of God lives in you, He's not any less in heaven. As He's in you, the Spirit in you is not less than the God in heaven. Now, some of you didn't hear me well. In His fullness, He lives in you. When you understand that, it changes how you see Why did John have the audacity to say, Greater is he that is in me than he, than he that is in the world? You know, the world The world is not a small place. It's in the world. That means whatever is hovering around the world, the greater world lives in me. His residence is from here. He goes to touch other people's lives. Are you, are you with me today? Now, the day you decide to receive the Holy Spirit, that's what happened to you. Glory to God. You cross the line. Amen. You cross the line. Now, in the Old Testament, the Spirit will come upon them and leave. And come upon them and leave. And when the Spirit is coming, there will always be some kind of physical manifestation. 
scripture and he said, how you will know the Jesus, the Christ of God. How you will know him is that the one that the Spirit will come, it will not come with noise. It will not come and scatter the whole place. It, it will come and descend like a dove. He's talking about how he will descend. Not that you will see a bird flying over a man. He said, like a dove. That means it will be gentle. Amen. You, you don't understand. In the Old Testament, when the Spirit come upon somebody, you will know they have come upon them. Amen. Are you understanding me? Elijah was not a friendly fellow because God used to worry him. Are you understanding me? You understand that? <laughs> but now, this one, that when the Spirit will come upon him, it will remain. It won't go and come. That's the Christ. Amen. That's the Christ. The Spirit will come and remain. That's the Christ. That's how you will know Him. Glory to God. And so, John, the beloved. You know, when, when I've said this before, and someone thought I was blaspheming. I was talking one day and I said, I said it many years ago. And I said, I saw the Holy Ghost. He said, you saw what? I'm not the first. John, the beloved, saw the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. He saw the Holy Ghost descend on Jesus. Amen. How does the Holy Ghost look? He looks like Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Should we enter that side? Amen. Jesus made some statements that would trouble any religious man. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. He said, I and the Father are one. In case you don't understand what we're talking about, Jesus was saying, I am God you have been worshipping since. Amen. Have you not read scripture? God manifest in flesh. Long before he got a body, he was referred to as the Word. But he was a person. Amen. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. explain this to you. By the time we start releasing the supernatural and releasing the power of the Spirit in this place, there will be no hindrance. Are we together? There will be no hindrance. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, He says, there is liberty. What it means that wherever that Spirit is given Lordship, people will be emancipated. Today, Nobody is permitted to leave their sick. The bodies we came with, the yoke-destroying, body-removing power of God is at work in this place. It will lift that body and break those yokes in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You will discover that you are free. 
you will discover that you are well. You will discover that you are healed. You will discover that you have been liberated. You will discover that your life has taken a different shape. That Holy Spirit is the one that the Bible calls him the Spirit of Truth. What it means is not the Spirit that tells the truth. No. He's saying he's the one that brings the Word of God and makes it real in your life. Amen. All the lies in your life, contrary to the truth of God's Word, he's the one that brings you into the truth of God's Word concerning you. Am I communicating? In essence, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh forfeits nothing. John 63. Is the Spirit that gives life. What he's saying is that the Spirit animates. Amen. There are some of you here that came with desires. Those desires will come to pass because the Spirit will give life to it. The Spirit will give life to those desires. It's just like someone comes, I don't know how to, someone comes with a balloon, you know, there's no air in it, then you put air in it. You will put life in that desire of your heart. Lift your right hand and say, I receive in the name of Jesus. Say, I receive in the name of Jesus. Listen, before this year comes to a close, there will be a sign in your life to show that something miraculous happened to you today. That something miraculous happened to you today. Now, when the power of God begins to move, please don't be distracted. Are you understanding me? Don't be distracted. Just receive, 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 receive. Don't be distracted. Stop looking. You don't come to look around. Don't be distracted. Just focus and receive. You know, I've taken time to talk so that we can flow. Amen. Are we together? There are people here that what will happen to you today, your Christian life will never remain the same. You know, there are people that struggle. They always feel like emptiness. Like, you know, you are born again, but it's like, you are feeling like, like what, what next? What next? What more? What more? That feeling will leave you. God is bringing you into fulfillment. Ever say fulfillment. Say again, fulfillment. Glory to God. The Bible talks about contentment. Amen. He said, godliness with contentment is great gain. There are some believers here that have not had that content. The contentment is not in things. It is a, it's an impartation in your heart that certain things might not be in place, but you are okay inside. Amen. Are we together? Some people have leanness of soul. It means that they have all the food, they have money, everything, but they are not content. There is still an emptiness in their heart. They are the ones that will be thinking, they are born again, but they are still thinking, are you sure I should not take poison? Are you sure I should not kill myself? Amen. You will not kill yourself. I said you will not kill yourself. Why? Because there will be something you are living for. The purpose is clear in your spirits. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you just pray in tongues for a minute or two, just pray in tongues. There are specific people we're going to be ministering to today. And I know...
Zopratosa, Pratia Ketos, Brigadier Teleske, Maracata, Mantalabas, Brigadier Ketoso, Melebon, Brigadier Telide, Capon, Brigadosco, Pratia Ketese, Malapasha, Talabaco, Predisca, Protos, Brigadier Teleso, Radada, Cataya Catos, Brigadosco, Preti. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you glory. Lendo, Reketoso, Lebon, Brigadier Talisca, Patoso, Lemantalaba, Catos, Brigadier, get on the people, Le Pratasa, Lemende Cretoso, Pradi Ketoso, Predi, Gesegadeske. Le manda catoso brigadier terebom brigadier zataya le prando prediske plotoso. If you have not received the Holy Spirit, you will receive the Holy Spirit tonight. Amen. But several things will be happening at the same time. You will receive the Holy Spirit tonight. There's some of you that you've lost touch with the things of the Spirit. It's just like your body is just moving, but your heart has left those things. Today there will be a restoration. Amen. The out of the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues. Keep praying 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 in tongues. Oh, she can have a satellite in the bus. Laton the bredis kepetes segreske. Bakatunde. Let us seek a tone of Redisca. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. 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 Thank you, Spirit of God. I command that infection to pass out of your body now. In the name of Jesus Christ. I command that infection to pass out of your body now. There's a bone condition that is being healed by the power of God. There's a bone condition being healed by the power of God. As I'm speaking, the anointing of God's Spirit is resting upon you now and working a miracle in your life. Lapata, Shataya Bagakatom, Brigadier Telebosso, please. Ratanda, Katosa, Bledi, Ebredi, Katosa, Lebonso, Brigadier. Lemanta ayire zeketis elebon bragados ke pletus abadia barakaton de bredies ketoso all over this hall in the name of Jesus let there be a release of the power of God upon every individual upon every individual let there be a release of the power of God lepratasha taplade rebedege bredos ke pletoso whether you are the back you are in front please just focus and receive something is happening now lepretia Meleton bregados ke pletos ke lebon bregadia telide sedere makopaya katos bregadia telebon bregados bregadia teske rabanda la bakoparia la baso bregadia telis ke pletos bregadia rabaton bregadia telebon bregadia telebon bregadia tarabaya lete keti lapa ande eklese prados ke pletos ke rabakata ya katanda la bakopredia bregadia lebrede sebregros that are going to be broken now in your life you know what i'm talking about you know what by the power of the holy ghost Deliverance is coming for you. You are being set free. On my left hand, you will never have the nightmares again. Never again. That evil finger upon Melepon Brigadier Telebos or Brigadier. Just play some. Le Pretia, Catos Brigadier. Le Mende Prado, Adapin. The power of God is moving. That's it. This is your freedom. This night is your night of freedom. It's your night of freedom. You are free. You are free. You are free. You are free in the name of Jesus Christ. Cletoso, Predia Catos Alaboso. Lemende Cletoso Labonda. Latanda, Acatosa, Lenda Catos of Regadia Telaboso. Lemanda Pago, locate you where you are now. 
The Bible locates you where you are now. The Bible locates you where you are now. The Bible locates you where you are now. In the name of Jesus, the plateau said, Render bread. Le mende plateau, le monde de brigadier, c'est le morceau. Le mende plateau, ça. Le mende de la barre, c'est 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 ça. Le mende de la if somebody is outside, bring them in. Just bring the person in. Can you rise on your feet and let's just sing this song? And the power of God upon them, just bring them forward. Just keep them here. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Thank you, the best day, for